0: 49 deep in the heart like Joe Montana in the corner 99't
1: welcome to the 49er faithful UK show and it's a goodbye to the Dallas Clown Boys. the mighty 49ers found enough when they needed it to come away with a 1912 victory and a trip to Philadelphia next weekend to face the Eagles for a shot at the Super Bowl and dumping out the Cowboys on Victory Monday take a moment and enjoy it I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Lee Gowland.
2: Hey guys, how are you doing?
1: Paul Hope. Hey guys,
0: how about them Niners' <laughs> victory Monday?
1: Yes. And joining us live from the Bay Area, this definitely warrants an "OoR." It is Naji Karar. Hey Naji. Hello everyone.
2: Hey. Hello.
3: Najee.
2: You, you look cold
1: uh, did you
3: enjoy the game naji <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite it's not that warm there's a bit of a wind it's snow. not it's not the warmest it's january so it's it's all right and i was I'm also tired but hey everyone
1: <laughs> did you uh, enjoy the game naji
3: yes very much so <laughs> it was very stressful um and it was a long day and it was tiring for the voice a lot of work. But yeah, it was it was amazing to be there and see it all happen and, and beating the Cowboys and all that. I just want to say a thank you to Nick and Abby and everybody that are the his organization uh, for inviting us. I think everybody enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, so yeah, I'll not forget to say that to him. And Nick was amazing on the day as well. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it was amazing. How can he not be?
1: <laughs> Got any uh, favourite moments from the uh, game? Jimmy Ward had a good game. Go down. Jimmy did, well?
3: did uh, d- yeah, he did have a good game. That's true. Uh, Favorite moment, I think uh, the block kick was pretty good because uh, the whole stadium was kind of waiting for it, and and the chance was pretty huge. And then the last five minutes, the stadium was so loud because uh, we were trying to just end the game as fast as possible. And then the Mitchell run was electric. Should was staying in bounds, but uh, yeah, I mean the whole ending until we won because he got delayed and then the Dalton show pass got called back and all that kind of thing it was just it took a little bit more time than, than we wanted but yeah the, the whole and then after that absolute chaos for about 10 minutes uh jumping up and down so yeah uh the whole the whole day was amazing Paul cool. got anything for uh, Najee
0: my boy Jimmy Ward he made sure he saved his best performance for you <laughs> Najee
3: yeah, it did. It did. did have a good game. Uh, should have called that pick instead of leaving it to Fred, I guess. But we'll take it. And then the, the tackle at the end. I mean, he was gonna get tackled anyway. Uh, I prefer much the pancake on Zeke. That was that was that was more fun to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, our defense balled out. Uh, you know, we knew that they might to carry us one time, and uh, I think that was the perfect time to do it. So uh, you,
2: you know I think I think you're best place Nadji to to probably answer this question. What was what was the feeling in the stadium as the Cowboys lined up for that very last play?
3: Oh, uh, we we kind of knew it was over. It was, they had 60 yards to go or something like that. They were really far back and uh, as soon as they lined up in our weird formation we knew it was uh, they didn't have any, any juice. Uh the whole second half was uh, all on us and uh I mean, you could tell that they, just, they couldn't take it anymore, and that's why we started running on them a little bit more and CMC and Mitchell got got going. Um, so I think the whole stadium there was a bit. There was loads of Cowboys fans. They did make it loud to, for us sometimes, but they, they got very quiet, and we got louder and louder and louder. Uh, but yeah, I think we we all knew it was in the bag at that point.
2: So, so what was the, what was the the atmosphere like with the Cowboys fans after the game?
3: Uh they were very quiet. I mean, the thing is here and for the people that have never been to the US, I think most people are very respectful. There's no there's no fights, there's no nothing. there's a lot of light banter it's people waving goodbye at them and wishing them a good trip home and that kind of thing. But there was quite a fair few of them. Uh I think being a playoff game they they rallied to to try and make a presence, which they did. Kudos to them. Uh but you know, it's just light banter. Uh just people just waving and pointing like trended uh that kind of stuff uh which i, I think is amazing compared to other sports uh but then yeah, no, i was i mean i didn't see anything that was out of the ordinary um so yeah i mean it's a Cowboys though so big greens on everybody except that
2: so i think i think according to ticket sales they had about fifteen thousand fans there wow oh yeah that's quite a that's lot yeah it's yeah. pretty wow. good
3: uh, they were loud, and i think They managed to get themselves all in one corner it was coming down from us uh so when when we were on offense you could you could hear that corner of the stadium because got a little bit louder but compared to you know 65 other thousand five or 55 i guess uh they couldn't come so i've got to
2: say you you could actually hear them you you definitely could hear the cowboys fans on the broadcast
3: right Right. okay yeah i mean they were loud. uh yeah they, they did they did show up which you know yeah uh we travel well, and I think that they really made an effort and uh, supported their team. So, how did it feel being in
0: the gold mine with Wayne Breezy and Nicholas and, and all the yeah. rest of it? Because the footage looked awesome, buddy.
3: Yeah, the gold mine is really cool. I, I hope we get more opportunities and you guys there. And uh, it's it's like a little section of the stadium where it used to be standing, and they put this little uh, stage thing and with seats on it. Uh, it's really cool because it's really diet fans. We had guys from Tampa. We had people from Texas um, being the Dallas the Cowboys playing.
2: Oh, we seem to have lost Najee there. Oh. He's dropped out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, completely agree with Najee about the goldmine section. It is an absolute fantastic experience. Um, you do get a mix of fun chapters in there. Najee's just rejoining, so I'll bring him onto the stream. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, back on with us live, Naji.
3: This is what it feels like to be a reporter abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible signal. Um, yeah, the gold mine is really cool. It's hard work. You, you don't stop. You have to like be the one to start all the chants and everything. And the who, are who, are who has to come from you. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome because you you got a good seat. It's a great view. You're not too far, not too close. And uh, and then yeah, having. You know nicholas and wayne breezy and nick was there and abby and other content creators as well and this just as because it's all diet fun it's it's it makes it a little bit more special and yeah it was it was really cool to be there
2: yeah great experience absolutely fantastic experience there will be more opportunities coming up next season um including a rather ambitious um project that i'm working on um which will be um yeah, I think the gold mine would be the loudest it's ever been if I can pull this off.
3: <laughs> nice. I can. I can kind of tell what's coming.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: right. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let you guys break down this this game. Uh, I'm sure you guys are gonna do a good job. And I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you on Thursday. All. Uh, I'm flying tonight, so I'll see you soon.
2: Safe journey home, Matt. Thank you.
3: Yeah, see you soon, buddy. Bye. Have a good one. You too, Matt. There we go. I think Ned, you've
1: covered it. Anything else to say? Really? No, yeah. I
2: mean, he has. He's covered it pretty well there. I mean, the goldmine section, it's, it's where you get uh, fan chapters who are going to make as much noise as humanly possible, which is why I think if we get a decent amount of the uh, the UK fan base over there, um, you just saw from the Leeds meetup, I think we can be loud. I think we can be very, very loud. Um, And I think it's possibly going to be an event that... Um, Levi's Stadium and the 49er fans from, from the US are not used to because we'll be making that much noise.
1: Fantastic. Uh, looking forward to seeing more people in the goldmine, I think. Uh, should we crack on with the game? Worth talking about. There's nothing quite like dumping out the Cowboys, is there?
2: No, there's not. It, especially in those circumstances. I mean, last year, what one of the overriding memories of the playoffs last year was that final play with Tony Romo. Uh sorry, not yeah. Tony Romo doing the uh, the commentary um, with the quarterback draw, and the time just ran out. And it was his commentary that kind of made it that the whole shock and surprise in his voice. And then fast forward one year, and that final play—what on earth was that all about? What? I, no, no I, I can't figure out what they're trying to do. I, I've watched plenty of uh, content today o- online. And not a single person has been able to turn around and say, Well, I think they're gonna try this or I think they're gonna try that. Everybody's been the same. What on earth were they trying to do there? Because it, it just looked ridiculous. And to kind of finished with the way it should have finished a player like that. And and that was having one of their guys yeah. slapped into the turf by Jimmy Wadd. Game clinching and tackle. And I can say that because Najee's rang off
1: and Ezekiel Elliott being absolutely yeah. run over by uh, El- yeah. Aziz El was fantastic. Yeah, unbelievable. Paul, any ideas what, what they were doing on that play?
0: It reminded me of that trick play the Colts tried. I don't even remember where they tried mm-hmm. to line everyone up on one side and the defence just looked where the ball was. And Fundamentals, we talked about it um, on the show the night mistake-free football. Now, obviously, Talbot had his pace and he'd had a couple of kick returns so if they'd started but a bit further back, I could have understood him maybe he's getting the ball to then get to a point in lateral. But like you said, as soon as Zeke got planted on the floor and our defence had boiled out all night, Fred Warner, oh, for me, Fred Warner just signified why he's the best in the NFL. And like you said, Lee, Jimmy Ward, it was a game ceiling tackle. Now, Najee doesn't give him much credit because Jimmy Ward listens and he knew Najee was there. It would have been easy for Jimmy to take that interception. But what he did was he chested it to Fred Warner, who was Nagy's original man crush, because he knew he was there. So it must have got him up off his feet. So I'm claiming that as a bold prediction, Gareth. But no, I mean, like you said Lee, least, second season in a row, dumping the Cowboys out in the playoffs as 49ers fans. Doesn't get did, better did that, Did that interception
2: it? player not remind you of another player in 49ers history?
0: Got one. I'm intrigued. It did
2: seem very similar to the pick at the stick. With Bowman, yeah, 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 yeah. the way, the way the ball was uh, bounced up. So I think I think it was Tremaine Brock who came in and bounced the ball up for for Bowman to grab hold of and and obviously run back for a pick six. Um, and it just felt like that the way it happened. Obviously, we didn't get a pick six out of it, but that, that's what it felt like.
0: Do you know what? Even more satisfying as well. I mean, we talked about the rivalry being renewed. In the run-up, gents, I had a few Cowboys fans pointing out, you know, our Super Bowl drought is just as long as theirs. But we've got a chance to end ours this year. And the Cowboys, bye-bye, Jerry. Try again next year. And it was lovely to see, like Nadji said, the the banter of the fans leaving the stadium and, you know, waving them bye. But uh, I don't know about you, chaps, but I actually wasn't worried watching that last night. And I know we're going to break it down. Me and Mr. Peplow were exchanging messages. I kept cool, Gareth. I don't know whether it was because I was exhausted after a weekend of football at my age, but I honestly had every confidence in this defence and I quite smiled at the end because McCarthy showed what we said McCarthy was going to do, his in-game management, his clock management. And I know Shanahan had a bit of heat for his clock management, but towards the end of the game, wasn't in any doubt. I'm just a bit gutted that Mitchell didn't step out of bounds, but it set it mm-hmm. up. So now we've got the Dak play, <laughs> we've got the Zeke pancake and for me, it, it's just been a brilliant Victory Monday. What, what, what's your thoughts on that final play then, Gareth? What do you think they were trying to do? It was,
1: um, I I have no no idea whether it was going to be... I thought, oh, it might be something like quarterback draw and then he'll sort of lateral it to Zeke behind him or something like that. And then when they snapped the ball, I don't think the Cowboys really knew what they were trying to do either because they just seemed to say, well, what next? And our defence just as you said planted a couple of players on the ground and then and it's game over i think well the defense is is where i was going to start obviously uh you've covered a few bits already but basically contained the cowboys and made some plays when it counted that's my overall sort of feeling from a for very solid performance i've got a list of names i mean where do you want to start
2: lee yeah so i mean the the the, the kind of turned out completely the opposite of what pretty much all of us thought. We we all thought it was going to be a decent high scoring game and it didn't, it turned into more of a, a game between the two defenses. Um and both defenses turned up and both defenses played absolutely lights out. They played excellent. It was a really good game to watch from from a defensive perspective. Um it reminded us of the uh, the the Rams Patriots Super Bowl four or five years ago now. Um that was a low scoring game, but the quality of the defensive player was Excellent, and that was the same last night. Um, what caught us by surprise was the speed of the Dallas pass, pass rush. I, I thought they were immense, I thought they brought the pressure really well. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, I, I think he's belying his age. Um, some of the rushes he had was excellent. I, th- I thought he was, he was pretty much the standout for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think we were all expecting that to be. Michael Parsons, um, who did get pressures, but I think for me, the person that stood out most for the for the Dallas Cowboys was Lawrence. On the 49er side, um, ugh, Fred Warner. Every time Fred Warner makes a tackle, he's always there. He, he, he's just everywhere. And it's not just like tackling runners, but that pass break with CD Lamp where he ran from the line of scrimmage, and he stayed with them toe for tour, that, that was unbelievable. I did actually think we were going to get a flag there. When he started to put his hand round him, uh, and you could see the shoulder moving round, so he did have he did have um, a hold of him a little bit. Um, so I think we were looking not to get a flag there, but one excellent player, um, Tiomidola. No, wow, <laughs> wow, that interception! Um, I, I nearly texted uh, Connor Ryan to apologise for scaring him again, even though he was twenty five miles further south than where I was, because the noise I made. Um, and and had to be reminded by my wife that um my younger son was in bed and he had to be up early for an exam. Um so I had to keep the noise down a bit. Um but yeah, it it was for me it was a great football game to watch. I, I like that type of football. I do. I like that mm, type of football. Me. Um how about yourself, Paul?
0: Well, we came into this very bullish, didn't we, chaps? And like you said, Lee, um in a week where our offence Gareth scored its fewest points since week twelve. But I'm glad you started on the defence. And it's why, being a 49ers fan, to everybody listening, it's why it's exciting. Because if the offence doesn't ball out, the defence balls out. And they've just got each other's back. I mean, again, we look, Dallas's defence did play well, as Lee said. But their 12 points that they scored was their third lowest output of the season. And they'd finished fourth overall this this season in um, scoring. There was only three games where they finished with a lower yard per play average than they did Sunday. Like we said, Lee, the defensive performance on Sunday wouldn't have been possible without the man in the middle, Warner. And I know I gave it away at the start, Gareth, but I mean, looking at his stats, he led the way. Nine total tackles, a tackle for loss, a pass defended, and an interception. And according to PFF, which you either love or you hate, he surrendered just two receptions for 15 receiving yards on five targets in coverage. And the way he takes around the way that middle, and like you said, Lee, C.D. Lamb had a decent game. You look at C.D. Lamb's stat sheet, and a few people in the chats that were worried, I was thinking, we always do this. We let their one receiver get the chunk play. But I, I, honestly, I was sad at home, not nervous at all. I don't know whether it was because Jay Peplo was uh, texting me. We all know how infectious Jay Peplo can be. And we were texting each It's like a superstitious thing now. We keep the faith. We text each other. And I didn't dip into the game day chats because I thought a few people may have got caught up on the emotional roller coaster and expected us to be like, I thought, you know, 30, 40 points up. But like you, Lee, I enjoyed that. It was a good game of football in the playoffs. We have two defences have come together. And like you said, Lawrence, he was great as, as the pass rush. Micah Parsons didn't have that much of an impact. Because if you go and watch Brian get, he's broken down um, how Trent Williams dealt with him. And I don't know if you saw, there was a bit of afters with Debo on socials. So Debo's mm. tagged Micah Parsons in some stuff. Again, if you're going to talk the talk, all those Cowboys fans chanting in the Buccaneer stadium, we want them Niners. that may want to think different about that. So how do you feel, Gareth, about the defence and how we played on last night, Sunday night? I forgot where I was for a second there, boys.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a phenomenal performance, isn't it? They just seem to be able to disrupt an offence at, at any level. Uh, and you're you're taking away most of what your opponents are trying to do. Uh, I think the Cowboys just always seem to be in third and long. They, they converted quite a few. Uh, and obviously they did make a few chunk plays, but we seem to just have this resilience on defense that will, we're going to cause you to fight for every single yard that you're going to get. And you're going to know about it, particularly, I think, into that third and fourth quarter where our defense seems to be just as strong as it was at the, at the first quarter. But the opponent's offense just isn't quite up to it and we just seem to sort of strangle the life out of the Cowboys Uh, and as as you said I think that's a a very satisfying watch Uh, something else I very much enjoyed seeing was Hafanga deployed on the safety blitz Uh, he missed Dak when Dak uh, ducked underneath it I thought he was going to absolutely nail him
2: yeah yeah that was one of the players that uh, I had written down to to mention. There was two of them, so there was two where Dak, Dak doesn't come across as the most agile, nimble of quarterbacks, but twice he managed to evade a sack by ducking and moving. Um, the first one was Hafanga, The second one should have been a safety um, when Armstead could have had a right in that final drive. Uh, but, yeah, it was good to see Hafanga doing that. Um, they mentioned it on the commentary, he looked like Troy, Troy Palomalu. Um He reminds us of him every time he goes up to the line of scrimmage to to blitz the quarterback. Um, and, yeah, it, it was good to see him doing that. And he, he should have had some success there.
0: On that play you talk about, Lee, when you sat at home, the way he, he kind of – he didn't even sneak. He just yeah. went up to the line of scrimmage. He had to look across and, I, and he thought, no one's picking me up here. And I think that he was that surprised He got there that quickly. Like you said, Gareth, I thought he's going to nail him here. I think he was shocked that nobody really tried to stop him. But uh, I am kind of gutted that Nadji dropped off, Lee, because I did have Jimmy Ward's stats to share. I might save that for
2: Thursday. No, no, share away. Share away.
0: So all jokes.
2: We can double down on them.
0: (laughs) Well, he had seven tackles on the night, a tackle for a loss, a pair of passes defended, and that play we alluded to with the interception. And we all joke and we all wind Nadji up. We all know Nadji would have been up off his feet, you know, celebrating. He wants the Niners to win. And I just thought it was impressive that it happened when he was there. But I was glad to see Lee correct with the Lenar pick. My moment where I got into trouble was that Armstead. I thought it was a safety, Lee. I was up, jumping up and down in the front room when I got a text off Tracy. Is this game nearly finished? Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's nearly finished. It would have been better if there was a safety. I had to keep forgetting it was like half past yeah. two in the morning or whatever it's it was. It's easy in the to UK, forget. But, uh...
2: Yeah. So I think I think my ball prediction was uh Fred wanted to get three interceptions. So he got thirty three percent of the winner. Yeah.
0: Well, That's our fact checker, win. Alex Simpson, released a couple of videos where he's given us some kudos for our, our bold predictions. So if you haven't, go check out the 49FA for UK Twitter account because I retweeted them. So Alec definitely had a lot more time in his hands today, but it was nice to see Lee that he put together some of yours and some of mine. And we do go bold on this show. So when they come off, we'll take a 33% success rate. So was
2: it just bold predictions for last night's game or the, the season as a whole?
0: Oh, no, just last night. For the season, for the whole, he'll be on for a couple of hours because those boys yeah. have nailed it. I mean, you were calling Brock Purdy. Gareth got the number of interceptions right. Mm-hmm. He's gonna That video will be a long, long video when he puts that one together. Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: going to have to find that episode there uh, and get the soundbite. Not the soundbite when I said uh, Brock Purdy will get MVP. The one where I actually say he'll throw the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. I need to find that soundbite.
1: Mm. Don't jinx it. No, no, yeah.
2: Probably's already have. Mind, mind you. Then again, we all go into Leeds to watch it next uh, Sunday, so that's probably jinxed it anyway.
1: No, surely not. Oh. There's no Leeds curse.
2: No, you're right. There's not. It's the box. The box is the curse. It's at it's, uh, the box. Or you Jay know Peplow? what
0: the difference is. <laughs> no, no. Brock Purdy was not the
1: quarterback.
2: Well, yeah, you make a good point. You
1: mentioned uh, diomador venue. Lenore uh, kept CD Lamb quiet for most of the game. One big reception, yeah. and uh, and an awful lot of not much else.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I, I said before um, in the previous show, I thought the way the Cowboys would attack us is through the air. Um, they'd target diomador Lenore because most teams have been targeting them, and I thought that was the only way they were going to win. I didn't particularly give them much credit for the ground game however when they came out they were having some sex uh, some what? some sex some <laughs> success <laughs> um, up to the point where Pollard got injured um it, it was an unfortunate injury there, there was no malice in that and um, but I thought they were they were doing okay on the ground up to that point um and then obviously that rely on Elliot and when they did that I think that's when they just started uh throwing it quite quite a lot more um, there was only one way they were going to beat us and that's the throat it was that, that was the only way they were going to do it um, and Dion Moulin and Lenore stood up and was there to be counted I, I thought he had a good game in fact I mean I'm, I'm saying I thought he had a good game I don't think there's anybody on our team who didn't have a good game everybody had an excellent game
1: yeah can't can't disagree with that anything on the Lenore Paul I've got another couple of things on the defence before we Move over to the offence?
0: No, not on Lenore. I was just about to
1: jump in on some of the
0: defence, but I won't steal your thunder horse because you may be going down the path I'm about to go on, so I'll let you go first, buddy.
1: Possibly. Uh, I was going to mention Dre Greenlaw. Another good game, but another unnecessary sideline foul. We called out Jimmy for a stupid foul, so uh, I think that's that's fair. But another impressive performance from him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that, Foul was a soft foul. Um, I don't think it was the same as the foul he did earlier on the season where it was just blatantly obvious. That's what he wanted to do. He, he wanted to finish the guy after he'd gone out of bounds. I, I think this one was a case of it was very close to not being out of bounds and I, I thought it was very soft. But you're right. It, it's those type of players where it can come back to bite you, especially in the playoffs. You, you need to play mistake-free football in clean football. Um so that could have been that, that could have been a game changer. With those fifteen yards. Luckily enough it wasn't. Um and we got away with it. But yeah, I mean I think I think you're right at calling out Greenlaw. Um we, we would do it with anybody else. But to be honest, I mean, in a game where we were excellent defensively, um, we didn't make any mistakes on offense, I, I think focusing on that one personal foul is is I don't think it's worth focusing on. How about you, Paul?
0: No, I was no. well I was gonna mention the um the Dak Prescott isn't exactly a mobile quarterback as you alluded to, Lee, but there was a few concerns in last night's game that at one point he was the leading rusher on both teams, including our side of the ball. And we all know what's coming in the NFC championship game. So we'll allude to that on Thursday, a little teaser there. But that said, I think we did well against Pollard and Elliott when they were on the field together. I think um, the defensive line stood out against the run more than it did the pass. But I think that's the way the game went. I think they had to go through the end. I think your defensive line, sometimes, Dak's quite good at getting the ball out quickly. And That said, it was great to see Ibukam record the only sack of the game. Um, and he had half of our four quarterback hits. But what I was impressed with was Nick Bosa kept going on Sunday night. So he wasn't going for the sacks. And there was a couple of players when he was chasing people down and they were all crashing at that line of scrimmage. And I think you've set the tone. I mean, with the linebackers, going back to what you said, I agree with you, Lee. The Greenlaw one wasn't as bad. But in the playoffs, as you get into that, you know, the championship game, the Super Bowls, fine margins, you can't be doing that. But I think um, Al-Shaheer had a good game. I think him and Greenlaw combined for 13 total tackles. So I think we're envious that we've got the three of them. Um, but no, overall, I was happy with our defence. We kept a high score on Dallas offence to 12, and it's Victory Monday. Always got a smile on our face. We can break down the mobile quarterbacks and our struggles on another day. but
2: So not I'm, I'm not going to lie. As soon as the game was finished, the thing I was looking forward to most was the uh, post by Stephen Smith, his annual post. <laughs> And uh, that was quickly followed up by Skip Bayless. So Skip, I think, I, I don't think he's quite Marmite. It's not a case of you love him or you hate him because you realise that most of the time he's, he's just taking the mickey. He, he says things for the reaction. Um I don't think he truly believes them. And he's got the comic value. I mean, he's good for it after the game. He, he made another video last night. He did the same thing last day. His pet lip came out quivering because his uh, beloved Cowboys had been beaten again. And I think it's funny. I think it's funny. You, you can't hate the guy when he's doing that. I mean, some of the things he comes out and says ridiculous, it's it's incendiary, the fact that he'd uh, said, uh, see you next week, Eagles, you, you're going to play us with our best quarterback. That kind of got the fan bases uh, back up a little bit. Um, but then when he follows through with something like that, you know, you know, it's just a piece of fun. And I enjoyed seeing that. And surprisingly enough, I have a few uh, friends who are Cowboy fans and I haven't heard from them at all. To be fair, I hadn't heard from them really? in the run-up either. Um, but I was kind of expecting some sort of communication to come through, but nothing, nothing at all.
0: Well, before you move on, Gareth, I did I did that pod with the Cowboys fan on Thursday. And to be fair, I'm just looking on quickly on my phone now. He did send me a congratulations message So I thought that was quite uh, nice. And my friend Chris Pollard, the lad in Dalton, who was a Cowboys fan, when they lined up in that formation, he texted me, congratulations, buddy, (laughs) give him hell in the next game. And that came from a Cowboys fan. So to be fair, I haven't heard from him today, but we'd had some respectful banter during the game. When Pollard went off, he obviously sent me a text and said, this is a game changer. Pollard, to our offence, is what CMC is to yours. Like you said, the news has come up today that I think he's broken yeah. some bones. He's looking brought So the
2: uh, tibia. You
0: don't want to see that. You don't want to see any injuries. Um, but no, I, I have enjoyed seeing various footage on social media because I was off work today, Gareth. So I was able to tweet some stuff. The amount of Cowboys fans I've seen smashing TVs and burning yeah. jerseys and you know you, you wanted us, you got us, and that's how they did it at the start. What was it? How about them? Niners, baby.
1: So, should we have a talk about the offense? Um, Like the defense, I think, generally good performance. They pulled out the plays when they needed to and got enough done. Uh, Let's start with the O-line. Struggled to give Purdy uh, enough time. I think Purdy looked hurried, but I've got to say, I don't think he ever looked really panicked, but... Certainly, the, as you said earlier, the Dallas D-line gave our O-line uh, a pretty good workout. Paul?
0: Yeah, I think Lee touched upon it. I think I was as surprised as the next man that they have got some excellent defensive linemen. But uh, I don't think it was that bad when you go back and watch the game tape. I've watched it back today without the emotion. Like you said, Purdy is quick on his feet. He moves around the pocket. Um I'm not going to criticise the play too much because we've won the game. And when you look at McCaffrey's touchdown, my God, the lane they create. I think even Najee Carr could have ran that one in. I think I was just waiting for them to give him the call down from the bench because he just runs in untouched. And the goal, you know, from the goal line like that, that, that was amazing for me. Um, Trent Williams and Aaron Banks, for me, stood out. Trent Williams handled Parsons quite well. I think Brock was quite sensible with some of his throwaways. He took a sack a couple of times. And honestly, I was sad at home, Gareth. I wasn't overly worried. I just think it was a good game against two good teams battling it out. And we just had enough to win. This is where Lee comes in and totally shoots down no, everything no. I've said. I completely agree with <laughs>
2: everything you've said there, Paul. I'm, I'm, going to use, I'm going to use an example of uh, what was going on in the game day thread. Um, so during the first half of the game day thread, there, there was a few people turned around and said, uh, the, the O-line's playing rubbish, the O-line aren't doing this, the O-line aren't doing that. They're not creating the gaps for the running backs to run through. I think what people need to remember is, we've just played the second best defence in the NFL. We're we, number one, they they were number two. Next week, we play the third best defence in the NFL and the Eagles. But they've got the biggest uh, sack rate. So it's it's going to be it's going to be another tough game. In a sort of different type of way, because they're not that good against the run. They do give up a lot against the run. I think they're ranked 24th against the run. Um, but they do have the highest sack rate. So it, it's going to be another tough, t- t- another tough game. Um, it's going to be a game where potentially we get to the end of the first half uh, and we do have the, uh, the, the usual suspects within the game day thread who, who tend to be quite negative all the time. Um, Ask him why why the offence aren't firing. The offence are firing, but the firing against one of the best defences in the NFL, give them a chance to go. You, you, you're not going to see the type of offence that we've seen in previous weeks in, in the regular season because we're going up against better teams. Just be patient. Then Kyle knows exactly what he's going to do. Um, he, he did it to a T. Um, Chris Sims stole my thunder before I came on tonight because I had this whole thing lined up about – we kept at it. We kept on uh using the run, wearing them down. Eventually, midway through the third quarter, it, it kind of worked, and we started getting bigger and bigger gains. Um, and that's what Kyle does, and it worked. To the Cowboys' um, credit, they're trying to do the same thing to us. And if it wasn't for the fact that Pollard got got injured, they may have succeeded. Like you said, it's fine margins in mm. the game. Offensively, I thought we were great. I thought we did what we needed to do. Nobody really concerned us. Brock Purdy never, ever looked worried. He never looked um, like a rookie. A couple of times he would scramble out, and um, and I think it's because we're not used to him yet. A couple of times he would scramble out, and he did have us worried. I was wondering where the ball was going to mm. go, what was going to happen. Is he going to throw an interception here? Is he going to fumble it? Are the Cowboys going to get at him? And I think that just takes a little bit of time to get the confidence in the quarterback. And, and it's funny saying that because, I mean, this is eight games now. And he's doing the same thing week in, week out. But I think the concern is gradually getting less and less, which is unbelievable considering we're playing better and better teams. And he's now the, the, the one of three rookies to have won two playoff games, which is impressive. Is that-
0: Did you make a... The offensive line, Gareth, because like I said, he only got sacked twice, and it wasn't as if like the offensive line was absolutely terrible. Did you, did you, I think you got to credit where credit due. But what did you think?
1: of well, the, was, the way they played, there was a reason I started with it because I think it was it was something I picked up on the, in the first half that we did seem to be str- struggling to keep uh, the pressure off Purdy. Did seem to be struggling not to open up the uh, the running lanes. But I think, as as Lee said, we, we've seen this before and we've seen how Shanahan adjusts and how, particularly in the early games, Shanahan's, I'm going to hit you here and here and here and here. And I'm going to keep hitting you in different places until I see where you're soft. And I think what uh, perhaps changed my opinion of the O-line uh, performance in the second half was the fact that we were able to sustain two very long drives, long in terms of time. I think we had a six minute drive and a seven minute drive late in the game. And you, you don't do that without your offensive line uh winning that battle. And I think the adjustments that were made uh went a long way to nullifying. I think some of the success Dallas was getting in the, in the first half and we were able to just pound the ball a bit more in the second half. And, and maybe Purdy was a little bit more settled, perhaps as you might expect as, as well. But I, uh, I wanted to start with it first because it is one of those things where you, you can get quite wrapped up in what you're seeing early and then you've, you've got to see that there's a game plan and what you do in the first half is is you're, you're setting out your, uh, your offence and you're probing the defence to see where you can get some success and I think we've seen Shanahan do it over and over that come that second half adjustment, he's learnt everything he needs to know about the defence and now he can draw up. The, the schemes that are really going to attack. So, Purdy, Paul, you want to kick us off on his uh, evaluation? Again, I,
0: I, some people are going to be sat here because he didn't throw for five touchdowns. He didn't run a Russian touchdown in. This could be a game that we look back on and he faced another bit of adversity. We get thrown at us. Who have you faced? As Lee's pointed out, the Dallas Cowboys are a great defence. And we we'll are sit here tonight and I can't think of any mistakes he made. I have a few friends who are non-Niners fans and I got the text, oh, you're lucky. He's got a guardian angel on his shoulder. But you could pick any quarterback. We've said that. You could pick Patrick Mahomes. You could analyse a game tape and two. That's a bit risky. You. We try to thread that one in there. Like Lee, there was a couple of moments where he escaped out the pocket. He was running around and then you thought, oh man, <laughs> they're going to get him in a minute and then the ball went away. But where it mattered, it counted. Um, like you said, now, we're running out of things to say. The driver of the Brock Express isn't here. He obviously jumped on before. I'm sure Nadji will have enjoyed that. Um, but the biggest throw of the night went to our boy, mm-hmm. George. Club 85. He juggled it for an extra effect because Nagy was in the stands. Nadji will been telling him to get his hands together, you know. But like George said afterwards, I did it because the TV cameras were on. And that once that play hit, I think Brock's confidence went up. And some of his, like, short yardage balls in those run up for me were, were pretty good. And even so, I've had a few people say, oh, Jimmy's coming back. And I'm like, don't listen to that. Brock is the man. And I'm kind of glad we're going into Philadelphia because this time last week, Lee Gowland christened our boy Brocky, He played that theme music, and I cannot get that out of my head. So what did you make of Brocky yeah, Lee?
2: I thought it was excellent. Every week I see him play, it's just getting a lot better. Confidence is rising. Uh, And it's getting to the point where I'm I'm now actually thinking two seasons down the road. Once he's getting that uh, second season regression out of the way and then he he picks up again. I mean, not not all quarterbacks do that. And I think depending on what sort of scheme you're in, what sort of roster you have around you, you might not actually show any regression. Um, But yeah, I'm starting to think what he's going to be like once he has plenty of experience in the NFL, once the game slows down for him. Once he can start uh, getting that chemistry going with the receivers, which he does have with uh, a few of them, um, I, I'm just so excited for the future of the franchise. I think we've uh, we've struck gold there. How about yourself, Gareth? Impressed with uh, Purdy? Yeah. I
1: the stats aren't going to back it up, but I think this is. Probably one of Purdy's better games that he's played. There's the the quality of the defense we're playing. There's the there's the stakes and the prime time uh, and and everything that comes with that with the with the building pressure. Uh, and he takes a little bit of a, uh, a while to adjust. But I think a lot of quarterbacks do. I think he had a better game than Dak. I do think Dak is somewhat overrated and people are trying to push him into this elite quarterback class. And I uh, he's good, but I I don't think he's really he's there. One thing that uh, I noticed, uh, particularly in the, in the Cowboys game, was those short zip passes over the middle. The ones where Jimmy used to do that really well. It was one of the best parts of Jimmy's game. That kind of the, the ball is snapped and one, two, zip, it's out. And you get five yards, six yards over the middle, just a short, quick pass. He's nailing those. And that was the best part of Jimmy's game. And he, you know, he's matched him in that in that short pass accuracy and just zipping the ball into McCaffrey and these other places where you think he's got no right making the catch there. And he's just so good at picking these these small gaps because his accuracy is there. That short distance accuracy and timing is is fully developed, not struggling to get through it. He does it time and time again. And that's it every time I watch him there's something else that impresses me uh, about what he's doing. And you just have to remember it's, you know, his eighth start, but he's, a, he's practically a veteran now.
2: So so there's a couple of there's a couple of moments where I don't know why it's impressed us, but it did, where he was getting pressured by the Dallas Dallas defence and he's either getting getting away from it or he's actually released the ball and he, he's um we've made a catch. And there's twice I saw him turn around and just smile at the Dallas defense, which, which I thought, it speaks volumes. He's obviously obviously not worried in the slightest about the pressure, and he was enjoying himself, where you kind of expect a rookie to look worried, look concerned, or, or even look, well, I was lucky to get out of that, but no, there was these two points where you just turn around, you smile at them and give them a little bit of a nod, and I thought that was excellent. He's he's playing like a veteran. He is, yeah.
1: That's that's but, you know the four four uh, solid years at college. Exactly. Yeah, is is worth it.
0: And going up against the best defense in the league for however many weeks before he came. And Fred Warner said that they didn't take it easy on him. And I think Shanahan's alluded to the fact that he's coachable, gents. That's not a knock on anybody else, Neil Watson. I'm not having a go at your boy, but he he came in with no pressure. You know, he beat out Sudfield in training camp. A few people were surprised at the time because, you know, we'd given Sudfield that guaranteed money. He's waited for his chance. And again, non-49er fans, oh, just lucky. Oh, he's going to get found out. And you think, you've been saying that now for seven weeks. So I have no doubt that when it eventually happens next year, when number six is in the cabinet, they'll come after us. But for now, I'm just cashing those receipts in, Gareth, because when people say, who have you faced? we faced quite a good team in the playoffs. And we march on to the NFC Championship game
1: yet again. Again. Uh, Hopefully it's going to become an annual tradition. You know, two years in a row now. So I thought uh, Mitchell came on and played well. I think there were some hard yards for uh, McCaffrey and Debo. But again, we seem to always be able to do just about enough. Even if it's not pretty sometimes. It reminds me of a few 2019 games where we were kind of grinding the ball along. And knew eventually, if we just kept pushing hard enough, we were we were going to find a way through.
0: All I was going to say is remember back to the Mexico game when Brandon Ipe scored two touchdowns but didn't have many targets. CMC had his least productive game as a niner on the stat sheet. But He scored that touchdown. We've won the game. And like you said, Gareth, I like how when we needed those hard yards, Mitchell went in there. We were very bullish ahead of this game because, you know, we thought we were going to run all over them. And credit where credit's due, Dallas have watched the game too and they stopped that, they still didn't do enough, boys. And CMC, when he ran in there untouched, that just took their soul away. And that was on the back of that drive where Kittle had caught the ball and it re-energised us. So, and you look around our offence, everybody stood up. Everybody had a moment, which we'll get onto the wide receivers in a minute, because I know we'll talk about the run game, but just a thing of beauty watching him run in there. So you could argue we had a, a quiet game, but I tell you what, if he does that next week and we win the game, I'll take it all day long.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think both the backs did really well. Um Obviously, got, uh, we've said it time and time again now. They went up against a good defence, uh, and they did what they needed to do. It was a little bit concerning to see um McCaffrey having his calf taped up during the game um, and trying to work on it. But from all accounts, it, it's fine. It'll be good to go. Um, they don't expect him to be uh limited too much in practice. Um, so yeah, onwards to the Eagles with two backs who we know can destroy teams, and going up against a 24th-ranked Russian defense. I think, I think obviously, and it's a little bit early to be talking about this. This should be Thursday, but that's where we're going to attack them on the ground.
1: I can, uh, i will probably uh, agree with that. I haven't given it next week that much thought yet, Lee. I've been, uh, I've been savoring the victory Monday, just before I look ahead Let's a little
0: Got to show our boy, George, a bit more love. 47.7% mm. of our 199 passing yards. Five receptions on five targets for 95 yards. And he was the only receiver to finish with more than 50 passing yards. And some mm. people, Lee, knock Kittle for just being a blocker. So those Kansas City Chiefs fans who give come at me on Twitter about Travis Kelsey, yes, George didn't score a touchdown, but boy, oh boy, did he step up. And on the live show tomorrow, I'll be rocking my Club 85 T-shirt in honour Power by yeah,
2: it, it all comes down to the way how he's been used in the game, and obviously he's now getting to be able to catch the ball because we've got a quarterback who can actually throw the ball to. Him. No, not gone, uh, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, Neil.
1: I think Shan, Shanahan <laughs> seems to have got better at picking the, the Kittle plays because Kittle's not getting, you know, the, I'm not going to call them garbage yards, but you know, he's not picking up sort of five or seven here and there. He seems to be making those chunk plays. It's, it's that 20, 25 yarder that really opens the game up, that sort of thing. He seems to be getting a lot of effectiveness out of Kittle's targets rather than him just being perhaps the, you know, the the dump off. Maybe that's, that's where McCaffrey is picking up all those extra yards because he's that, that, you know, go to guy when you've, uh, when you've got nothing else to go to. Uh, pass game, you wanted to talk about it, Paul? Uh, I think, uh, as you said, Kittle, uh, stood out. But Ayuk Jennings made a couple of uh, uh, important catches.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lee said it earlier when we started running on Dallas in the second half and then he mixed in that to kettle and then it led to the touchdown. And when you go back and watch and you think, you know, that Debo, Ayuk, Jennings, they combined for just eight receptions on 13 targets and it was only 97 yards in the night. But when I say it like that, Gareth, Whilst none of them scored, all three of them had a crucial third-down conversion. And when you watch the game, that was critical. And we've talked on this show about them not having the ego. And, you know, Debo celebrating after the game on, on social media. And Micah Parsons was like, oh, you did nothing. You didn't score. He didn't need to. Brandon Ayoub didn't need to score. Jennings didn't need to score. And what Brock's got that confidence in, he can go to any one of them. And normally, he's got to CMC. CMC seemed to struggle. So I just thought... It was a team performance for me. It was a team win, and I just wanted to acknowledge some of those names. But, yeah, I definitely wanted to show George some love. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm glad you said that about it being a team game, because I think that shows the difference between the mentality of the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. The 49ers aren't – the individual players aren't bothered about the stats. It's getting the win, whereas the Dallas Cowboys are all about the stats. A little bit like Aaron Rodgers
1: speaking of teams that moves us seamlessly into something we don't often talk about but special teams uh Robbie Gold uh Mr Dependable and tackling turpin on that kickoff return as well if it using tackling um as in its broadest possible sense uh but another another big game from uh, gold
2: well good as gold i mean it's it's exactly what you you expect um I educated my wife on how good Robbie Gould was in the uh, the post-season um, when she turned around and she said, do you think he's going to get this? Of course he's going to get us. He's never, ever missed one the post-season. It's not going to happen tonight. Yeah, you're right. Completely dependable. Um uh, Again, it's another thing that sets out the two teams. We, we've got a kicker who we can rely on. They don't.
0: I think it was important on the night because obviously there was a lot of fuss about the Dallas kicker. And obviously the performance he had last week. Nadji alluded to the wind and the performance. That tackle, Gareth, is exactly the kind of tackle that I would do if I was playing contact and not flag. Because there's no way I'd be trying to tackle. And again, though, he doesn't do that. I think that's to the house. We could be sat here mm-hmm. with a different game, and you're rightly. It was ever reliable, and I'm glad we talked. I, I was smirking because I thought we'd better get special teams in. Because I think Robbie got a lot of love, and rightly so, on social media. Not just for being Mr. Reliable, you know, with his 4-for-4 four four on Sunday. Um, I think he had a long range of 50 on his lone pat attempt. But he was responsible for 13 of our team's 19 points. And the last field goal just capped off that that drive you talked about before, where we took a lot of time off the clock, the 13 play. And it was a game-sealing drive. And I know some people might have thought, oh, Carl should have gone for it. We've won the game. We all said in the preview show, we don't care how we win. You just need to beat the Cowboys. But yeah, that tackle, I just want I thought if Nadji was on tonight, I would have got his breakdown because I think Robbie's form was wrong. I don't think he was set right, but he just did what we all did. He turned round, the lad ran into him. Not pretty, but it's effective.
1: Yeah. I think effective is the, is the word. 13 points for Robbie and Dallas got 12 between them. So, you know, McCaffrey's uh, touchdown was just the icing. The uh, Ray Ray McLeod fumbled and then followed it immediately up with a big return. I thought he was he was gone. Then I thought, but there we are. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, considering you yeah. called me out, Lee, for, I was just for predicting say, the kickoff yeah, You know exactly <laughs> what I
2: thought about that. So you jinxed him. Yeah. W- w- when it happened, the first thing I thought of was bloody Gareth. Gareth. No, I mean it's, it's it's is it the first time he's done it this season? I think it is the first time he's done it this season. But he got over it really quickly. And like I said, uh, the, the, the next uh, catch, he, he had a decent run there. So he, he's moved on straight away. Again, a, a, another strength. We get over our mistakes really, really quickly. And it'll board well.
1: Yeah, hopefully the uh, he's got the fumble out of his system now. And uh, also, yeah, I, I agree a, with both years. Also, special teams are blocked point after as well. That's worth a, a mention. Since we uh, we don't block a lot of uh, kicks, do we? So
2: no. So who who was that? that no, his hand to Was that Armstead? Ebikam. Ebikam. Right. Ebikam. I think. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Yeah, it was. It was Ebikam.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, it was missing anyway. It was. Yeah. I mean, it, I think I know, it's, but it was that it,
0: psychological, isn't it? The fact that you're right. You know, you're struggling. And you're You're, you're blocking right.
2: It. You're right. <laughs> well. I'd have been cruel. I'd have rather seen him seen miss into the kick.
1: Well, I think the uh, the block saved him because you can kind of say, "Oh, well, it's yeah. blocked." That's uh, that's not his job, is it? But I think uh, did, did you see the interview right. with Jerry
2: Jones after the game? <laughs> so Jerry Jones was uh, and, saying um, that they were vindicated, uh, vindicated in the decision to keep the kicker because he made a field goal, <laughs> and I thought if I was going to start crying. <laughs> yeah, two field goals.
0: To be fair, though, when he scored that, um, they were within four points with 11 minutes left on the clock. And that's where we gave Kyle the credit earlier, where we put together that fourth quarter drive, where, like, you know, keep them off keep them off the pitch, 13 play, 65-yard drive. But yeah, I did see that, later. <laughs> I thought Jerry Jones was quite diplomatic for Jerry Jones, given, given the answer. But I was wondering if I was going to uh, switch Twitter on today and see that the Dallas Cowboys were looking for a new kicker instead. I saw a glorious meme of a crater on a football pitch and it just said, Zeke Elliott's last known. And it was just a hole in the field. Yeah, right. yeah. So I did share that one on Twitter. I'm not going to lie. But the Dallas Cowboys UK account, Gareth, did send a message of congratulations. Fair play I think that was quite a nice touch yeah. from them this morning. So that was fair play. Not sure I'd have done one so quickly. I would no. have done one, but not as quickly as them. So it was it nice was, to mention it.
1: It was probably done quickly because they just cut and pasted the one from last year. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a couple of a couple of strange things in the game. I think uh, we mentioned it right at the beginning. The uh, the last play of the game, uh, I think Naji mentioned it was all set up by Mitchell failing to to run out of bounds. Yeah. I I must admit I had a slightly sickening feeling at that. And I thought, ah, it's that little thing that can come back and uh, and get you. But I think maybe he he uh, he wanted to set it up so that Dallas could finish the game with the ball in hand think which is which is very gracious of him. Uh, I actually I learnt something on that last possession as well when Dallas were trying to to move the ball forward. They had the receiver catch the ball and get shoved out of bounds and it didn't stop the clock. Must admit that wasn't something I'd ever actually picked up on uh in terms of stop, stopping the clock. So I, I learned something anyway.
0: Yeah, it was about as far yeah. as Marshall mm-hmm. um, score good it got stopped. And Yeah. When we talk about mistakes, look at the tight end. Schultz thought he had an easy take in. Didn't get didn't yep. drag his toe. And like you said, Gary, from playoff football, it's fine margins. But to be honest, yeah, Mitchell, he just wanted to score, didn't he? And and hopefully that comes with experience. You know, you you, you see it sometimes, don't you? Yeah, I think there's been some examples where team shouldn't score a touchdown. They score a touchdown, then the other team gets the ball back. But uh, let's face it. Mitchell just wanted to set that finish up. He knew what he was doing, Gareth, and we all enjoyed it immensely for the second year in a row, like you said.
1: Uh, I'm sure Cowboys fans will be saying a a couple of sloppy penalties probably cost them. I think they certainly did in the lead-up to the uh, McCaffrey touchdown. But I didn't think they had, uh, because last year they had an absolute... uh, uh, I, I can't even think of the word to use for the game they had. Didn't they have something like 12 penalties or 13 penalties yeah, or something 13, last
2: 13 year? So that yeah, Yeah. I mean, the, the Cowboys could have had could have had an argument, a couple of penalties, sloppy flags uh, cost them, but it, it wasn't just that. It was also giving the ball away. I mean, Dak threw two interceptions. The, the, the first one that uh, Diomedo Leno uh, got, yeah, it was a fantastic catch by Lenore, but that ball should never have been thrown in the first place. Um, so it's stuff like that 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 kills the team. So I don't I don't think it's just a couple of flags that cost them. I, I think overall there was too many mistakes, um, as, as opposed to the Forty ers who who only made the one mistake with the fumble.
1: Nothing to add, Paul. No, Lee no? has covered it perfectly. Fantastic. So uh, I think that was a uh, overall a good workout though uh, before uh, we face perhaps maybe on paper something a bit similar in the Eagles don't want to go into too much of it now because we've got a show later in the week to go into that. But I think overall it was a good workout before that game.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, you can you can worry about how Purdy will react in Lincoln Field, Lincoln Financial Field. But he's obviously been up to Seattle and won in Seattle. And that atmosphere up there it is a lot more intimidating than Philadelphia. So I think he'll be fine in that. And I'm looking forward to it. And the good old saying, iron sharpens iron. So I I think this week will have done us the the world of good leading up to next week's game. Whereas obviously, I I don't know if you watched the game on um, Saturday night, the Eagles-Giants. That was just a washout. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. Giants just didn't turn up.
0: No, I was up in Glasgow for flagging the new year and I was safety as a Giants fan and he was trying to work out how much sleep he could have. So when we woke up the next morning, he'd stayed up to watch the game. I saw the score and I thought, I'm not even going to bother to watch that back. And when we got down for breakfast, he just looked at me and he was like, he said, I should have turned it off when we went for that stupid fourth and 18. He said we were terrible. So uh, to be fair, I quite like Gareth that we're going into this game as the underdog. Mm -hmm. I think the mentality that our defence has got and I think you'll have seen um, Shanahan has been giving the defence a bit of gentle stick where he can. He's been lighting that fire under Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. So I think he's going to be using that, as you know, with the underdogs. These are the best team in the NFC. They've got, you know, they all all an offence. And I like that we're going in. And like you said, Lee, it's not as if Brock Purdy hasn't yeah. gone into Seattle or he hasn't faced any kind of scrutiny. So we're unfamiliar, because I think the last time we were the underdogs was against the Chiefs. And like you said we'll cover that later in the week but for now yeah just have to enjoy mm. victory Monday Definitely. NFC championship game and is there something going on this weekend Lee? yeah we may um I promised on the
2: show last week on the preview sh- preview show that I'd break some news if we won the game um, obviously we did win the game and I, I think I managed to post that within five seconds of the uh the clock running out so the 49ers come back to the the UK for an official watch party it's going to be in leeds um it's going to be at Elland road um and it's going to be there for the nfc championship game the likely start time is anywhere between half six and half seven one to two hours before the actual game starts um so yeah that's exciting news i don't know the full details of it but i'm going to assume there's giveaways Like there was in the last one, mainly because when we were organizing it, uh, they already knew that uh, there was a few other things planned that we'd planned ourselves. And they said, right, well, we don't want you to go without, so we'll send you the same giveaways. So there's going to be something there. Just don't know what.
1: Sounds exciting. Where can people find out more? There's something, a Facebook event. Yeah, so, so at
2: the moment there's a Facebook event in the group um so you can see it in there but within the next um actually it might even be on now let me check within the next 24 hours i would expect there to be a, a an official san francisco 49ers event created that actually details everything that's going to go on within within the event um they're just finalizing yeah they're just finalizing the details at the moment so there's nothing on there yet but, yeah, I would expect something on there by close of play tomorrow. At the very latest, I would say early Wednesday morning. Um, and it'll be the same thing as the watch party in Leeds before. You just go on you register your register interest in that you're going to turn up to the event. And obviously, it'll have all the details.
0: So, for one of our, for one of our regular listeners, David Betridge, he did tweet out this morning, Lee, that he was gutted because he's not in the Facebook group. So, we will share details on the Twitter account. If in doubt, hit any of yeah. us guys up in our DMs. We'll always get the information. And Just a reminder, like last time, this is the 49ers this event. It's unique. It's one of a kind. We are working with them. It's not me, Lee, or Gareth. We know as much as you do at the moment, but we promise you. I did see when Lee turned out after about five seconds of the final whistle. I was like, it was true. It was word, everybody. So trust this man. Once he knows, you will know, and it's going to be awesome. And I hope to see as many of you as at Ellen Road in red and gold or red and white, just make sure you're rocking those Niners and we'll show Nick Clark how we can put a party on like we did last time.
2: Mm. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, and we're get going to be all can.
0: feeling pretty damn good. There you go. I've got it in. It's well documented now, <laughs> Lee. We have to get that same in.
2: Yeah, well done, Paul.
1: And uh, Faithful UK Live? Doing that this week again, Paul. We're recording Monday, so we hope it'll be out for people on Tuesday, which I think is the is the evening on Tuesdays.
0: Yeah, so we're trying to stick to 8pm on Tuesday. Obviously, the way the schedules are going up, that seems to be a good time. So, yes, me and Nick will be back tomorrow. So we'd love as many of the 49 for you UK to join in. The band, Gathering of Strangers, have been blown away by the love that we've shown their song, Red and Gold which has been awesome to see. We want to work closely with the band. As being a UK band, I'm hoping they may appear Lee at Ellen Road. That would be pretty epic. Uh, I don't know if you know any more than me at this point.
2: No. No.
0: (laughs) I did see they got a a box of swag from the 49ers, and he unveiled that last night. So they've been blown away, Gareth. They sent us a message saying thank you for the support. They've, They've shown us the love. And if you haven't gone and listened to the song, It's awesome. It really is. Just It gets you going. and To know that it's being played at Levi's. So, yeah, 8 o'clock UK time tomorrow. Please jump on. Join me and Nick. I've got my sound sorted, so I'm hoping it's okay. And I'm looking forward to rocking my Club 85. Without giving too much away, we will be sharing the love for our boy,
1: George, Mm. tomorrow. I think that catch deserves quite a lot of love.
2: Yep, definitely.
1: Anything before we wrap it up, lads? Yeah, no, I,
2: th- I think that's it. I mean, we, we've got the public service announcement out of the way that, that actually, mm-hmm. yes. So there's going to be another announcement in the group. Um, it, it, it's how can I put this? I'm, I'm just going to leave it like uh, there's going to be another announcement in the group. it will also be on Twitter. It will also be on Instagram. We will put across all the social media channels. I hope to have that out sometime this week. I've just been waiting for a graphic to turn up in my inbox, which it has tonight. So now I can um, I can get on to Photoshop and uh, get something mocked up there before I make the announcement. You're just full of mystery, am, aren't you? I am. I mean, I was going to turn around and say mm. I, I haven't heard anything about the Gathering of Strangers being at Allen Road. However, it would not surprise me if they are there. Just a good feeling. A good feeling. I would.
0: I would hope so. I don't know if you tuned in last week gareth but nick did an awesome job as hosting and he was talking about his experience in the gold mine league. and he and he referenced it being like a gathering yeah. of strangers and i was like that was awesome the way he explained that um the band shared lee's awesome intro video so on the band's official account gareth there was little old for you uk's wow. intro video the thank us for the love um again we did forget to mention, Lee, we have got an active competition giveaway going at the moment. So it's for the draft cap. So all you need to do is follow 49 FA for UK at YouTube. Follow the band Gavin Strange at YouTube. Take a screenshot. Send it to me, to me or the 49er for UK account. You've got another week to go. And we'll be hoping to do that draw live on air. So I'd like to see the band showing the love and obviously getting our own subscribers up. Because Lee has been putting the pods on. We've had some positive uh, responses, Lee, to the fact that people are now watching us Mm. and not just listening to us. Um, And Gareth, it hasn't gone unnoticed, buddy. I can see you've upped your merch game in the background there. Yeah,
1: Found a couple of uh, uh, clip things so so I could put them up. So you've been putting me to shame for too long (laughs) now that people can actually see. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a good thing, but there you go. Takes all sorts, doesn't it? Great stuff, lads. So, thanks for joining me, gents. Thank um, you for hosting again. Thanks, to everyone who listens. That's all right. I enjoy it. So uh, Strangely enough, yeah. Even even with you two keeping you on track. So, thanks for uh, everyone who listens to the show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share if you're into that sort of thing. We will be back later in the week to preview the NFC Championship game uh, again, uh, again on the road. I think we're all hoping for something slightly different than the last year's ending. Um And I'm, even at this stage, quietly confident without giving too much away for the uh, preview show. So enjoy your beating the Cowboys out of the playoffs week uh, because, yeah, it deserves more than just a Victory Monday, doesn't it? Go nine us. that. Bang
2: Bang Nanagas.
0: The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst,
2: Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. Won it all with John Tillich Jerry writes down.